G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. The year is off to a start that is full of tensions, even full of conflict. For many Christians, the events of the start of this year are significant because of expectations that come with a reflection on Bible teaching about things that unfold in the last days. What makes our faith so relevant is the Bible not only deals with our beginning, back to the book of Genesis, but also with what is to come in the last days or the end times. Two special guests today are predicting that we are heading into the most difficult days in the history of humanity. Bible prophecy suggests that the forces of light and darkness are lined up in battle array as the world moves closer to the end of the age. We're back today for some new insights from the authors of a book called The Military Guide to Armageddon. U.S. Army Chaplain Colonel David Giamona had 32 years of military service. He was responsible for over a 1,000 chaplains around the world. He had three tours of combat duty and spent four years at the Pentagon. He's also considered an end times expert, and he oversees what's called the Warrior Refuge in the U.S., Our other guest this morning is Troy Anderson, an award-winning investigative journalist who co-wrote the best-selling Babylon Code and Trumpocalypse. Their book that was released last year is called The Military Guide to Armageddon, Battle-Tested Strategies to Prepare Your Life and Soul for the End Times. So to both, uh, first of all, to you, David, welcome. Thank you, Neil. It's good to be with you. And to Troy, welcome along. Hi, uh, Neil. It's great to be back on the show. Uh, David, let me just start with you for a few moments. Uh, We're seeing the headlines today, just as you are in the US. The Trump impeachment trial is underway. All of the conflict and the tensions that have come from uh, the uh, the storming of the Capitol back on uh, the 6th of January. Uh, these things that are happening now, do you think, David, these are a part of what we might consider uh, end-time events? Oh, I think they're all related, Neil. Uh, You know, the Democrats uh, who are in control of the U.S. right now really want to focus on Trump because they're trying to get people's attention off the other things that they're, uh, you know, endeavoring to do, especially globalism. They they want to be part of a one-world government. There's no question about it. And there's socialists in the Democratic Party. Uh, there's communists. There's all kinds of people who, you know, are anti-Christ, really, uh, in their doctrine and their beliefs. So, yeah, there's a, there's a dour mood among believers and churches in the United States right now uh, because of the fake news and all the things that are going on in the U.S., Interestingly, when we talk about an anti-Christ sentiment and we align that with a political group, and I'll get your thoughts here, Troy, in the US, perhaps 
even more pronounced than it is in Australia. But there is a tendency, isn't there, for those uh, left-wing, progressive, uh, even communist-oriented parties to be a part of the the left in politics on the Democrats' side. And uh, and there's a tendency to think of the other side, uh, the Republican side, the conservative side, as being uh, more Christian-oriented. Give us your thoughts here, Troy, as to how things have polarised so significantly, especially in the U.S.? Yeah, I think what we're watching here is, uh, you know, behind the scenes, uh, t- tens of billions of dollars are being spent to, uh, uh, you know, manipulate the, the public. So here in America, one of the strategies that we're watching, essentially the, the globalists uh, perpetuate the, the left, is to try to divide the country into these two polar camps. And uh, and part, part of this is is, to, is part of a, what's called a Hegelian dialectic process to move us into the, the goal that they want us to move into, which, which the Bible talks about this, this end time system, this antichrist system that we're seeing emerge here. So uh, pretty much everything we're seeing happen revolves around this. Last summer, the uh, uh, World Economic Forum came out and announced the great reset of capitalism. They just had a big forum in in Davos, Switzerland about this. It's connected in with the United Nations Agenda 2030. It's it's, it's this push we're seeing worldwide now to move us into this, this sort of world socialist kind of system. And so America has sort of held this back for many years because it's a beacon of freedom and liberty. But now with the, the Democrats in charge, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing an acceleration towards this, this system. And, and we believe the Bible predicts that, that uh, this system will one day be under the control of the Antichrist. And so we're seeing this push towards that system now. David, you're considered an expert on end times and you've got this uh, long career and uh, in that Christian chaplaincy role, when we talk about globalism, a one-world government, or as Troy says, you know, this great reset, uh, a world socialism movement, how does that fit with a biblical idea of things that will happen in the last days? Well, in Roman, in excuse me, in Revelation chapter thirteen, it really spells out the rise of the Antichrist. And many scholars, including myself, see the Antichrist rising out of a, a swirling water, so to speak, the chaos of the world. So back, we look at World War II as a great example of what happened with Adolf Hitler. Uh, back in World War One, they signed the Treaty of Versailles, and it turned uh, Germany into an economic mess. They had lacked leadership. They were poverty. There's all kinds of things going on until Adolf Hitler promised everybody jobs, money, security, and great armed forces and world domination. And so they bought into it, even the church. And then, now we're headed in the same direction again, uh, where we see the chaos of the world swir- swirling around. And the Bible says, out of that chaos will come a man that will promise, uh, you know, great things but in the end, deliver death. Uh, Troy, the idea of exchanging our freedoms for safety and security, uh, this is something that is quite pronounced in the US where there is a uh, quite a demarcation. Those who don't want to give their freedoms up at all uh, and the other side saying safety and security, all it costs you is your freedom. What are your thoughts here about the way things have developed with some of the tensions going on in the US and perhaps throughout the Western world? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I see this as one of the greatest dangers, uh, dangerous points in American history. You know, you know, of course, we've had, you know, we had the, the rise of uh, Nazi Germany in World War II and this, such a, a socialist attempt to take over the world uh, set seven decades ago. And, and now we're seeing sort of a repeat of that, um, of, of this this push towards this this the system and, the, and, the, and they're offering all these things. You know, you can get the the uh, the stimulus check, you can get the unemployment benefits, the, the welfare benefits. They're offering all these freebies free we're going to forgive your college debt so there are all these lures that they're using to to give people to sort of give up their freedoms give up their liberties and and the danger is as the more and more we give up these freedoms and liberties that america has long been a, a champion of uh the the elite gain more control and the, and the bible ultimately tells us that at some point you know the antichrist figure will, will exploit these uh, uh the system that's now been set up the surveillance state and the artificial intelligence and electronic banking in this this control system and and that will how be the way that he gains power so that's that's the danger of of giving up these freedoms in exchange for these these goodies essentially david the idea exchanging freedoms for safety and security and ultimately that safety and security leads to control what does that mean do you think for christian believers today 21st century here we are and talking about biblical issues, last times, developments around the world, control, how much is control a part of this idea of a rise of an antichrist? Well, it's almost everything, Neil, and as believers in Jesus Christ, we're going to have to be very careful and vigilant, that's the key word, and finding out what's really going on. You know, a lot of people ask me about the vaccines that we're getting right now, is that the mark of the beast? You know, and it is not. I tell people, uh, you will know the mark of the beast because you're going to have to swear allegiance to him and you're going to have to give up all your freedoms and swear allegiance to this person uh, that's coming, you know, and maybe in our lifetime to uh, to dominate the world. So freedoms are going to be going out the window and they already are under the new regime here in the United States. We're seeing it firsthand and we're seeing the demise of democracy and demise of religious freedom. So there are many things that we have to prepare for now to get ready for the things that we're going to face. Troy, there's an there's an element within the Christian community, and very shortly, in fact, we'll open our talkback lines if listeners would like to contribute. Uh, there is an element in the Christian community that says, uh, well, if these are the end times, just let it roll on because, you know, that brings us just another step closer to Jesus' return. But... What is this idea uh, waiting and perhaps hiding away to respond? Uh, this idea of uh, you know of being apathetic to actually doing anything of any action. What is you know when you, with your take on on how you prepare for these times? What are you saying to believers? Hide away or get active? Yeah, Jesus told us to occupy until he returns. And essentially what he was saying is that we need to be about the Lord's business. So that that's one of the reasons why we wrote this book, The Military Guide to Armageddon. Not only do we want to awaken and help prepare church uh, and prepare the body of Christ for what's happening, but also to inspire and encourage believers to be bold and courageous. You know, Jesus told us to take the gospel to all the world. And this is actually an unprecedented opportunity in, in the history of the world now. God has put us here at this particular time in history 
country, and we have this uh, incredible opportunity to share the gospel, to bring to bring people to the Lord. Uh, and I believe there's going to be hundreds of thousands, millions, perhaps you know tens of millions that are going to turn to the Lord in in the months and years ahead. A, a recent Pew report just came out and said that three in ten Americans are drawing closer to the to the Lord uh, during this pandemic. And we're hearing reports about you know hundreds of thousands of people coming to the Lord at different ministries around the world. So it's you know that, that's part of why why we wrote this book to encourage and inspire people. Okay, David, hey, is this coincidence, but last year when we spoke to the two of you, it was a pre-release type of conversation. Your book was just getting ready for release, and in fact, your book was released on the day before uh, all of the mayhem broke out uh, January the 6th, so your book was released on the 5th of January. Uh, you know, when we talk about coincidence, uh, how are you feeling about uh, the fact that you're talking into the cir- circumstances that that have resulted in the sort of uh, tensions and conflict that we're seeing? Neil, we have that question all the time, especially, um, you know, nationally, TV uh, interviews on this subject. And what we're telling people is this. The Lord spoke to me two years ago and said, write the book because when your book comes out, it'll be a different world. And I was writing this book in 2018. I was arguing with the Lord. I said, Lord, nobody's interested in the end times. And he said, they will be. So it's not coincidence, Neil. This is the timing of the Lord. And the Lord is bringing this book to bear, uh, 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 you know, in the nations to get us ready for the end times. And now we see all the things that are happening. And they're going to continue to happen in 2021. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson, helping you make sense of life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. We are talking biblical end times, last days in our conversation today. I do want to invite listeners, you can join in our conversation, 1-800-316-316. Our two special guests are the authors of a book called The Military Guide to Armageddon. Battle-Tested Strategies to Prepare Your Life and Soul for the End Times. The two authors, Colonel David Giamona, who had 32 years in military service, uh, also spent four years at the Pentagon in the United States. He's considered an End Times expert. And Troy Anderson, an award-winning investigative journalist who co-wrote the best-selling Babylon Code and Trumpocalypse. These are our guests, our talkback line open. In fact, gentlemen, let's take uh, some calls and we'll try and take as many as we can. Listeners might like to direct the way we go with our conversation. Let's hear from Richard in Alstonville in New South Wales. Hello, Richard. Welcome along. Hey, guys. Richard, what are your thoughts? Um, I just had a question for the guys you were, you were mentioning before um, about... Um, like the end times and the the mark of the beast, like the you believe the vaccine's not directly a a link to the mark of the beast. Uh, how do I ask this question? Um, do you think maybe it, in a way it's a precursor, and like um, communism or socialism can be like a lead up to the antichrist? I think that's my easiest way of putting question. Okay, there's a connection there between vaccine and uh, the mark of the beast and uh, we said uh, I think it was you David who said no this Mm. is not uh, the mark of the beast Uh, it's a health issue with the vaccine but uh, David I'll get you to respond here to Richard. Yeah, you know Richard is is right and I say this uh, most often on our interviews that the vaccine is a precursor to the mark of the beast. In other words, it's not the mark, but it's getting people used 
to taking things internally into the body, there are going to be many scientific breakthroughs and already are where you can implant things into your skin, forehead, into your arm. So yeah, there are many things happening. So this is basically what we call the kettle in the frog in the kettle warming up to what's going to be happening in the future. So many things we have to be vigilant about. Troy, a response from you too. Perhaps you've got a thought or two around this issue for Richard. And I know that there'll be a lot of listeners concerned about the vaccine. Uh, and some will be saying, well, this will be a reason why I don't take the vaccine. Uh, this, this idea of a separation of a health issue and what may be a precursor way of delivering a eventual mark. Any thoughts here? <laughs> Yeah, and the, the thing that concerns me about the vaccine, I actually wrote a story called The Armageddon Vaccine for Godspeed magazine uh, several months ago. We interviewed uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., who's been a, a, a opponent of vaccines and concerned about the safety of them and that kind of thing. And I think the the, the danger here is that, uh, you know, there, there's talk of having these vaccine passports and, and proof of vaccination or at least a negative test to, to fly and travel and, that, and those kind of things. So I think what the colonel's saying is that there's are getting us used to this idea that you need to have this, you know, in order to function in society. And ultimately, you know, Revelation 13 tells us you won't be able to buy and sell unless you have the, the mark of the beast. So in other words, you, you won't be able to participate in the economic system. You won't be able to work, you know, go to the grocery store, that kind of thing, unless you take this mark and, and worship the, the Antichrist. So I think this is a, a process they're taking us through to get us used to this kind of concept and idea. And that, that's, the, that's the danger here. Uh, Richard, thank you so much for your call. We are taking calls on 1-800-316-316. I'll try not to get us uh, too sidetracked into a vaccine conversation, uh, but we'll try and keep our thoughts uh, on these issues around end times. We're going to come to those ideas of Bible-tested, battle-tested strategies, preparing your life and soul for tough times. But let's take another call. Uh, Cindy is in Wangaratta in Victoria. Hi, Cindy. Welcome. Hello. Um, I was watching the news and apparently um, people with the COVID uh, that travel on the airplanes have to have a chip in their wrist to prove that they've had the jab. That, that might be the start of a, you know everyone having to have it in their wrist just, just to, for safety's sake, and that's a problem. Uh, Cindy, let's get a thought here. Uh, David, your response for Cindy? No, I think she's exactly right. As we had said here just a moment ago, the vaccine is a precursor. So uh, in order to travel in the future, you're probably going to have to do it. It hasn't been, you know, demonstrated across the board by all the airlines yet, but it's coming. And it's just one of many things that you're going to have to do in the future in order to be able to participate in society. And travel is a big thing for a lot of people. So, um, yeah, it's coming, Neil. And uh, that's a great question. Uh, Troy, your thoughts here, buying and selling, which we can relate to those scriptures uh, that relate to end times and a mark of the beast, buying, selling and traveling. Do you think that might be the way that we might actually recognize the way that a government might impress upon citizens the way that they would almost, it may not be mandatory in a lawful sense, but it may be you can't do any of those things unless you have that sort of mark. Any thoughts here, just going beyond what Cindy was saying? 
you know, I've essentially been investigating this question for about a decade now, digging into, are we really moving into these end time events that the Bible talks about? And, you know, I've done over 200 interviews with major faith leaders, Bible scholars, experts, pretty much in every field, intelligence, military. And and the consensus on the faith side is that we are moving into this, this time of period. Billy Graham told me, you know, signs of the end of the age are converging for the first time since Jesus made those predictions. But then there's even experts at, at existential risk institutes at Oxford, Princeton, Yale. Uh, you know, Oxford releases this uh, 10 greatest threats to humanity. And, and one of those threats is a, a global totalitarian government, which is what, you know, essentially what Revelation 13 talks about. So so I, I believe one of the greatest proofs that this is actually happening, that we're moving into this time, is that we have all these technologies for the first time in history, artificial intelligence, microchip implants, you know, all these different uh, the, the surveillance state, electronic banking. So the fir- first time in history, there's actually all the technologies in place where you could actually have this global system, this global mark of the beast system. So that's, that's you know, m- much of what we're seeing unfolding now and one of the evidences that uh, we are moving into this uh, period of time in history. Cindy, thank you so much for your call. We are taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Let's take another call. Chris is on the line from Melbourne in Victoria. Chris, welcome along. Good day, Neil and guests. Yeah, just a couple of quick points. Uh, when you talk about vaccines, you'll have to talk about transhumanism, artificial intelligence, uh, and also like altering your DNA. But I believe that will only come when the uh, Antichrist is revealed. Uh, what, what these vaccines are doing is, is total depopulation. That's what they're aimed for, to depopulate. But also, just quickly, regarding the Antichrist, uh, how do you reconcile the fact that Israel, now the rabbis and all that are talking about revealing their Messiah... And, and how do you, uh, you know, correlate that to an Antichrist? Um, uh, will the, the Jewish Messiah that they reveal be the Antichrist? Uh, Colonel David, uh, what are your thoughts here for Chris? Well, you know, there's a lot of c- comments about that, and, and, and those are excellent. Uh, it's, a, it's an excellent question because um, when Satan comes in the form of Antichrist, he's going to embody a person, and he's going to incarnate a person, He's going to imitate what Jesus did. If you look at the life of Jesus, and then you look at the life of the Antichrist as foretold, it says the Antichrist is going to die and resurrect. It says the Antichrist is going to ask the world and make the world worship him. And, you know, so he's going to perform miracles in front of people. A lot of people are going to, are thinking it could be a Jewish Messiah. It could be the Islamic Messiah, or it could be something else. So we have to wait and see and watch very carefully but there is definitely someone who's going to be wa- uh, rising up as an antichrist. And uh, as believers, we will know it because of the signs that Jesus told us about. And so, uh, yeah, it's, good. it's an interesting question, but we're going to have to be vigilant and watch and pray. Chris, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316. Let's take some calls as we head up to the news. Marguerite is in Frenchville in Rockhampton in Queensland. Marguerite, welcome along. Good morning. How are you, David, Troy, well, and Neil? Very well. Thank you, Marguerite. What are your thoughts for these gentlemen? Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you to Vision and thank you to Troy and David. With media today, we're not allowed to um, find out about all these things. It's only the Christian, the God-given, um, as you were given the uh, Word of God, David, to write your book, um, no, sorry, it was Troy that wrote his book. Some, anyway, you were given that um, to do that long before the time came. 
And unfortunately, it's only us that have the heart of God that want to pursue all of this, and we don't hear it on Christian media. We hear the opposite all the time. Now, Israel has had the vaccine. The people in Israel have had the vaccine higher than the percentage of population that America has had. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Messiah came out of Israel because of those, um, you know, and I believe the same as the other man believed in the DNA because when this vaccine goes into your body, even this is this is an early vaccine, the next one's going to be even um, supposed to be a Band-Aid or something that penetrates your skin. And But with DNA, these... Um, Proteins go and affect every single part of the body. It just travels around until it finds every yeah, single part. Marguerite, let's hear from our guests. David, let's get a thought or two here on some of the issues that Marguerite is talking about. Uh, some of these might uh, overflow into this idea of some conspiracy theories and a lot of things that people are talking about. But uh, but when she talks about you know Christians and the media and uh, and some of these other issues that are developing of things that might uh, like over overwhelm our bodies. Uh, what are your thoughts for Marguerite? Well, there is, a, there is a move on in the United States and worldwide to crush conservative thinking, Christian thinking. Uh, you, you, we see it every day on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, they're trying to uh, control our thoughts, control the talk, the media. Um, I'm glad we're able to talk freely, but I don't know how long you know, in the future we'll be able to do this. But it is coming. So uh, right now it's the beginning of a big fight here in the United States over who has the right to talk. And is it a conservative? Is it liberal? And uh, many, many things go on. So, uh, yeah, she's exactly right. Uh, with the advanced technology, with AI, as Troy had talked about, with uh, scientific breakthroughs, we're going to see many, many things in the future. And the devil is really good at deceptions. Now, before we take some more calls, and thank you for the patience, uh, lots of callers wanting to get through and have their say today. Uh, but uh, David and Troy, let me just reflect a, a question uh, or a comment that came from Katie on our Facebook post today, who says, I'm worried that Christians are not taking it seriously as they should. I have a God which is good, but I feel alone. My Christian friends don't want to talk about it because their pastor said you should not talk about it, and so you get uh, uh, not should not talk about it, so you don't get disappointed while waiting for Jesus to return. Now that's an interesting uh, thought. There, I wonder whether uh, David, you've got a thought here for Katie. Uh, just this idea of, uh, you know, the pastor and what the pastor says about how you think about these end times issues in the Bible. Well, Katie's not alone, uh, Neil. Many pastors are, don't want to talk about it or up to this point have not wanted to talk about it because, you know, years ago people were predicting the end of the age and when Jesus would come and they were putting dates out. and People got really fed up with it and burnt out about it. And that's really a ploy of the devil. You know, Jesus talked about his coming, and the Bible talks about his coming uh, all over the Old Testament and the New Testament. In fact, one-third of the Bible is predictive. We need to talk about it. And you know what? It's not disappointing. We don't know when Jesus is going to come back, but, you know, we are blessed if we talk about it because we're expectantly waiting, and at the same time, as Troy said, we're occupying it until he comes. We're not just going to sit on our haunches and do nothing. We're getting the gospel out to the world. 
while these end times unfold right before us. Interesting if we think of the gospel and include under the banner of the gospel good news, these things that happen in the end times. Sandy has written a comment. She says, in the 80s, there was a lot of wonderful end times teaching. I haven't heard that preached in church for years. Now, wonderful end times preaching actually means we ought to be encouraged by this. Some people say that the book of Revelation is all uh, very fearful. Uh, others will say, hey, this is the good news. Uh, so how do we actually fit all this in? Troy, I wonder if you've got a thought around uh, the idea that when we talk about these things, uh, we ought not to be fearful, but recognize that there is a good news element to understanding these things. Yeah, I mean, the the, the Bible says that the uh, uh, study and prophecy in the end times it, and the return of Jesus Christ is our blessed hope. This is the great hope of the Christian faith that, that Jesus is going to return. He's going to set everything right. There will be a new heaven, a new earth, and, and those who accept him uh, will live in, in heaven for eternity. So this is the great hope of our faith. The, the other thing I'd say is that there, there's all kinds of actually great signs of things that are happening here. Here, here late last year in our previous book, Trumpocalypse, we called for a national day of repentance. There hadn't been one here in America since the time of Abraham Lincoln. Many of the, the presidents from Washington to Lincoln would call for these days and credited it with you know, miraculous uh, turnarounds and stuff. So so we called for this in Trumpocalypse, our last book. Our friend Reverend Kevin Jessup actually started working on it. He asked us to write the White House Executive Summary. He persuaded Rabbi Jonathan Kahn wrote The Harbinger to be the spokesman. And then the event actually happened September 26th on the Washington Mall. About 100,000 people showed up. Millions of people watched the return, the National and Global Day of Prayer and Repentance online and on TV, and about a quarter million people gave their lives to the Lord. So that was just an incredible thing that just happened. And then uh, Pastor Greg Laurie, he reported 150,000 people came to the Lord through his ministry over the last year during this pandemic. And we're, we're hearing similar reports around the world. People are coming to the Lord in, in droves, hundreds of thousands around the world. So so I believe as, as we move into these end time events, God is working a much bigger plan. He's going to be bringing millions, maybe even tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people to the Lord. And so this is the most exciting time in history to be a believer. We have this unprecedented opportunity to share our faith and share the gospel and help bring in this, this great harvest that the Bible talks about, the Holy Spirit. You know, God poured out his spirit on all flesh in, in, the, in the last days. So that's, that's the, the great hope of our faith. We're taking calls, 1-800-316-316. Let's take another call. Faith is on the Western Downs in Queensland. Hello, Faith. Welcome along. Hello, how are you? Very well, thanks. I'm listening because I'm really, I wasn't going to listen because I was driving out and I got to turn the radio on, so I did. My question is for these two gentlemen. I have seen online Microsoft Patent 2020-060606, which was registered by Bill Gates in 2019. Could you explain that to me, please? Uh, I'll leave it to either one of you, David or Troy, a thought or two for faith. I didn't catch all of that. Uh, Neil, can you help me understand what the question was? Okay, a patent oh. from Bill Gates is what you're talking yeah. about, faith. Uh, yeah. What was the, what was the 060606? What was the, what was that connection? It's connected to the vaccine that he's um, he's oh. putting out. Okay, yeah, a thought or two here. <clears throat> uh, I would. I'll start first, uh, Neil. Uh, I know Bill Gates gets punched around a lot, <laughs> and uh, and and rightfully so. There's a lot of things he's doing that are are nefarious and under the table. 
But at the same time, as I said earlier before the break, we have to be very careful as believers uh, to really go through and find out what is really deception and smoke and mirrors and what is fact, what is conspiracy theory, and what is truth. And Satan is doing a marvelous job at mixing that up so people don't know what the truth is. The fact is, uh, you know, Bill Gates... And Troy will talk more about Bill Gates than I can. He's done a lot of research on him. But he does control a lot of billions of dollars, and he is interested in globalization. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, what, is he going to help the world become global and socialistic and with this vaccine and other things? I think the answer is yes. But I'm not sure about the 666 and all that. Um, that's the number of the beast. And Troy, you want to take off there? Uh, yeah, what I'd say is that uh, I mean, over the decades, there's been many different uh, uh, you know people have come to you know uh, they, they say they see six 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 here and six 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 there, and could that be you know part of this this end time system, you know? But but the Bible makes it pretty clear that um, you know when when the when the Antichrist presents the mark of the beast, you you not only have to take this and you won't be able to buy or sell, but you have to worship the Antichrist also. You have to pledge, and if, and if you don't make that acceptance, you'll be beheaded. I mean, that's what the Book of Revelation says. Uh, so only time will tell how these all all these things. Uh, I've heard about this patent, and I've actually written about it. Uh, but you know, only time will tell how this all pans out. But the, the colonel's completely correct that there's unprecedented deception going on now. Literally billions and billions of dollars are being spent to deceive us. The Bible talks about a great deception in the end times, and so you know, they're they're you know the the elite are using all kinds of uh, scientific mind control, propaganda, brainwashing. You know, the whole whole nine yards to uh you know control what we think about how we think and and to move us into this this end time system and so uh there, there's many different elements uh the, a general I uh, interviewed said that we're involved in asymmetrical warfare so it's you know involves China involves the deep state uh there's just uh you know, a time of, of great deception. Okay, Faith, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316. Let's continue to take some calls here. Uh, let's hear from Dion in Roxby Downs in South Australia. Dion, welcome along. G'day, guys. Hey, I just want to have a quick question about... A more of a, a, this was mentioned earlier in the, in the piece. Uh, the conservatives and the Christians have been unable to halt gay marriage, uh, abortion, uh, trans activism in schools. Why would, it's a, um, and uh, just building on a comment that was made earlier, why would we think that um, the Christian community would have an impact in halting or delaying or redirecting this movement? Okay, if we uh, could not even deal with those smaller movements or portions of it. Right. Uh, Dion, good thought in there. David, have you got a thought for Dion? Yes, I do. It would take a long time to answer that question, but it's a good uh, question. The fact of the matter is the church has been led astray for decades in America and around the world. Uh, we've been focused on social gospel. We've been focused on programs. We've been focused on our buildings and our budgets. But we haven't really been focused on the supernatural power of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, so we have really let the government and the people down by not being, you know, powerfully motivated by the Holy Spirit to bring, you know, great morality and great revival and, you know, great Bible teaching into our 
in our communities. So I blame the church first, first and foremost in what is going on in our country and around the world because our pastors have not been teaching the truth to, to our community, and we've been watering down the message for a long time. Dion, thank you so much for your question. A fabulous question. Let's take another call. Nigel is in Maryvale in Queensland. Hello, Nigel. Welcome. How are you, mate? Neil? Good, good. And, and the panel, just um, with the uh, the prophecies, the conversation going around with the end time prophecy, um, this it said Jesus actually said before he will come, there'll you know like there's certain signs to look out for. One of the main ones that stood out to me was compromise in the church. Now we've had compromise in in the biggest church of the land when they. Actually, uh, his personal opinion was to recognise same civil marriage, and um, there was also talk of uh, the fall of man, and the devil will be the first one to show up, casting miracles, and he'll be mistaken for Jesus. Is that correct, David? Your thoughts for Nigel? Uh, that's correct. I believe millions of so-called Christians uh, who you know, have a nominal faith, are going to be led astray by the Antichrist because he's exactly right. The Antichrist is going to perform miracles and is going to be resurrected from the dead, and according to the book of Revelation. So uh, there are many, many things that are false signs. That's why in the book uh, we talk about knowing who your real enemy is in one of the chapters, is understanding who the enemy is and how to, you know, not be deceived. And, and so that's a big thing in the end times. Many people are being deceived right now, and the church especially is one of the targets of Satan to be attacked. And he's done a great job in deceiving the church, and it's time for us to wake up. Thank you so much for your call, Nigel. Let me just draw a line under calls now so we can tackle some of the important issue and what this might mean for us. Uh, just to pick up on a response to our Facebook question today, which asks, do you think Aussie Christians are well enough prepared for hardships described in biblical end times prophecy? Jocelyn says, no. Seems to me a hush-hush topic. Hard to find a preacher that preaches about end times and things to come. All anyone seems to talk here is health and prosperity and me, me, me. I wonder if, uh, and David, you had some harsh words there to say about the church letting some of these things come about. What are your thoughts for someone like jo uh, Jocelyn and, uh, and those thoughts about how preachers are in fact uh, approaching these issues around end times? Uh, Troy and I talk about this all the time, and it is encouraging to me that many preachers are beginning to wake up. Uh, this Lifeway poll that Troy has talked about, many preachers are now believe that the signs of the end times are here. Um, one of the callers before had said, you know, why is the church asleep? I, I just uh, did an article about that in a video. In Matthew 25, Jesus talks about the virgins you know, at the end times would be all asleep. Ten had oil and ten did not. But the whole church, all the virgins were asleep. And so it's time for the church to wake up. And I believe pastors are starting to do that. 
Uh, that Lifeway research poll, as I understand it, found nine in ten pastors, and no doubt this is a U.S. poll, uh, sees signs of the end times in current events. Uh, as I've often said, is often uh, dangerous to be able to read into the Bible the events of today and suggest that these are what the Bible spoke about. And I know that you've got a fairly balanced way of thinking about that. And I'll get your thoughts here, Troy. Uh, the idea that there are dramatic events that are happening and uh, there is danger in reading into the Scripture the events. But uh, that poll would suggest that those Christian leaders, nine in ten pastors, are seeing that there is something moving here that is very definitely aligned to the scriptures. Uh, Troy, your thoughts? Well, you know, for uh, for 2,000 years, there's been many, uh, you know, uh, people of faith who, who who believe that, you know, Jesus was returning. I mean, this this is, if, if you go back to even like the second and third centuries, there was predictions, and essentially they, they've all been wrong. But but Jesus, you know, Jesus told us to watch for the signs of his return. And and the Bible is about, you know, as, a, as the colonel mentions, about a third of it, it has to do with Bible prophecy, and much of it has to do with, with Christ's return. So so for, for a long time, much of the church sort of shied away from talking about Bible prophecy, and, and it's you know somewhat rare to find a, a church where a pastor does talk about this uh, in the last few decades, but this this LifeWay poll was just very surprising. It came out, uh, I think, last March, you know, as the pandemic was beginning to, to hit, and it said that nine in ten pastors now see signs of the end times in current events, and had, you know, many details. You could just uh, Google it and find it. And so that, that's, that's you know, very ac- actually a hopeful poll that uh, pastors recognize that, you know, this really could be happening and you know of course you know the bible tells us only god the father knows when this all happens and this is all part of his his ultimate plan for humanity and you know god is of course working a much bigger plan but it seems that the the signs of this are are all around us now so um you know as part of this we formed a a ministry called battle ready ministries to uh, do conferences and spiritual boot camps at churches and we're beginning to get uh, a number of churches that are inviting us to come uh, do these conferences to help uh, prepare their congregations. So that, that's a very encouraging sign that pastors are waking up and, and becoming concerned about this. And so we would just encourage them to be to be brave and courageous and, and recognize the, the great opportunity we have here to, to spread the gospel. Uh, David, we can talk about battle preparedness, but we're in the middle of a pandemic and it's affected a lot of things perhaps worse in the US than what we're seeing in Australia right now. But the idea of widespread closures of our churches, uh, the loss of these sorts of freedoms, and uh, we we roll over and we, we, we do these things because there is a health benefit that we are told for our wider community. Uh, if we talk about the only way that there could be you know, real hope is in a spiritual awakening, surely it can't be in the, the closure of our religious institutions, our churches, our gatherings for worship. What are your thoughts here, David, for the way that we might approach uh, the idea of, uh, of how you get ready for that spiritual awakening, uh, that ha- the, how that happens uh, when we're actually uh, giving up those freedoms and, and, uh, and rolling over on the, on the way that our ch- churches are being treated? Yeah, this is a huge question, Neil. And uh, I've been talking to pastors for a few years about getting ready. And one of the things I really encourage pastors is to have small group leaders and small group studies. Because just last year, before the COVID hit, I was telling uh, a Bible study group and our church that we may not be able to meet together very much longer. And I had no idea COVID was coming. 
but the Lord was indicating to me that we have to do church differently. You know, Jesus said, the church really is where two or three are gathered. There I am in the midst. You know, we have this idea of big churches, big church gatherings, but in the future, maybe the power of God will really be released through small church, house churches, groups that, um, you know, are in China right now and other parts of the persecuted world. And we may um, do that as well as, you know, time goes on. Yes, I think the church has to be together. We have to encourage each other. But we have to define what the church really is. And so uh, that's, you know, part of the military guide to Armageddon is getting with other believers who are like-minded, who are, you know, Bible-centered and getting strength and from fellowship from each other, hearing the word of God preach and encourage each other as the end draws near. So there's rethinking and there's adapting to the circumstances as they might uh, be in your own local community. That might uh, vary from community to community. Uh, Troy, the book, The Military Guide to Armageddon, uh, helping people navigate the end times. Uh, how does the book, in fact, help people? Uh, if people are getting a hold of your book and they're getting it online today, uh, what are the sorts of things that they'll, they'll be able to read in there that are going to be helpful in navigating these times? The, the the book takes uh, takes you through what's called the making of a warrior process in the in the military. So the colonel takes three decades of his military experiences and, and translates that into uh, Christian uh, principles. You know the Bible talks about putting on the full armor of God, the the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, and and the Bible also talks us about you know learning how to walk in the supernatural power, protection, and 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 uh, provision of the Holy Spirit, and that's going to be crucial as we move in. The to the end times. And so so this book sort of takes you through this spiritual growth kind of process to become a, a warrior of God and walk in the supernatural power of the Lord to, to discover your gifts. You know, we, I just got a very encouraging report on Facebook. A lady said she'd bought the book and she was so encouraged by it that she bought 20 copies and now they formed their own Bible study to go through go through the book. And we're actually preparing a, a study guide so people can do this. Um, so, so, so this book is a very encouraging, inspiring book that, that will help you become the, the warrior of God, uh, you know, find your destiny that the Lord has uh, for all of us. And, uh, and, and, you know, as we move into these uh, events that we're seeing unfold. Colonel David Giamano, a last word from you here, because your career as a high-level, high-ranking military chaplain, uh, the idea of encouraging those who are battle-hardened soldiers uh, on the front lines, and you served in a number of uh, different uh, settings there on the battlefield. Uh, when we talk about physical and spiritual preparation, uh, you've included the spiritual and the physical together in there. How do these things fit for listeners to our conversation today about how you might uh, you know, become battle-ready in this sense? Well, the first thing in becoming battle ready, and, and you're exactly right, Neil, and Troy alluded to it, I take 30 years of experience, and I, uh, and I was actually a chaplain here at Fort Benning, uh, where, where I live now, where it's a basic training for infantry, and I used to watch uh, civilians get off the bus, and the first day they became soldiers in the United States Army, and then for the next nine weeks, you know, we trained them in the doctrine of the Army, in, in tactics of the Army, in uh, all the things that they would need to do to survive on the battlefield. Well, I take those principles and I give them to believers in our churches. How are we going to uh, survive and thrive in the days to come? 
But the first thing I tell people is you have to become vigilant. You have to understand where we are and be, and have Christ as a priority, uh, not just a secondary thought or I'm going to go to church on an hour on Sunday and forget about the Lord the rest of the week. No, we have to uh, be indoctrinated in the Word of God. We have to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, and we have to u- know how to use the weapons of our spiritual warfare that God has given us. Many Christians do not know how to do it, but the book really guides you through all that process. Well, the book is called The Military Guide to Armageddon, Battle-Tested Strategies to Prepare Your Life and Soul for the End Times. Check online booksellers, and you can get that wherever you're listening all around Australia today. You'll be able to check that online. Buy it online, online booksellers. A couple of websites to mention. There's a website for David Giamona, Colonel David Giamona, David J. Giamona, and uh, your Uh, Your name spelled G-I-A-M-M-O-N-A. So DavidJGiamona.com. And uh, Troy, you have a website too, TroyAnderson.us. TroyAnderson.us. Are there any other connecting points? I did mention the Warrior Refuge uh, that you're overseeing, David. Is Is there a connecting point there through that Warrior Refuge? Well, we've really transformed the Warrior Refuge, as Troy had mentioned, into Battle Ready uh, refuge really and so people who are listening can actually go to battle-ready.org and look at all the things that we're doing to train the believers churches conferences uh even on national tv we're going to be producing some videos so many things going on and yes i do have a 46 acre refuge that we've used for veterans and we're going to use for ministers in these end times to have a, a retreat center So many great things happening all at the same time. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to join us and to share these thoughts with our Australian listeners. Uh, Colonel David Giamona and Troy Anderson. And uh, as I say, check online booksellers to get a hold of The Military Guide to Armageddon, Battle-Tested Strategies to Prepare Your Life and Soul for End Times. David and Troy, thanks for being with us today on 2020. It's been a great pleasure, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. Great, great honor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.